Welcome to America's Top Rebbitzins. May this class be for Rafua Shalema, for Yaakov David Nassano Ben Sarahana, and also for Rivka Batavora. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebbitzins YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I am very happy to have on today's show, Haya Mink Ben Shimon. Haya hosts an incredible Torah class on Zoom every Wednesday evening. And these classes are designed to educate Jewish women in the light of Hasidus. Haya's classes are truly inspiring and they really leave you with practical nuggets of wisdom that you can really put into practice in your own life. And I can tell you this from personal experience because I have attended Haya's classes and they are amazing. Hi, your classes are really, really wonderful. And I want to see if you could please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Of course. Thank you for having me today. I'm very honored that I was asked to be here. Um, My class is, I'll just share with you how it started and a little bit about it. It's a weekly Zoom class that was started um, right before COVID. It was my birthday and I went to the resting place of the Lubavitcher Rebbe to the Ohel to ask for a blessing. It's something that I do yearly. I go, Sadik is someone that can really beseech on our part with God. And on the video screen, on the way out, um, the Rebbe was speaking uh, a video from when he was alive. He was speaking about the importance of a birthday and the importance of hosting a Farbringen. A Farbringen, a farbringen is a gathering, a uh, Hasidic gathering to inspire others and friends. And it's like a birthday party. So I said, okay, I never did this before with friends, but if I do it, it has to be done right. It's going to be over the top. I was living in Brooklyn Heights at the time. So I went to the Robertson, Robertson Sterney Roskin, and I asked her if she would be okay if I host it in the show in B'nai Abraham. And she said, of course. And we did. We brought down a speaker, uh, Shandy Jacobson, and the ladies loved it. They all came to me and they said, what? This was one of the best events we've ever been to. And I was like, how can that be? You guys have the best events here. Parties, fun. And then I realized woman talking to woman. It's usually the rabbi. So I said, next year, I'm going to do this again. But next year, COVID hit. And I couldn't do it. However, the Zoom world came about, which was great. And I contacted my aunt, Robertson Hani Lipsker, and she just, she spoke about the importance of a Jewish birthday. And it was great. Um, then I had an idea, like a light bulb went in my head that I would love to do a four-week series on uh, Purim. And again, we had a couple of ladies and they loved it. So we started with another series of, uh, healing and addiction with my cousin, who's an addiction coach, Devorle Andruzier. And it was amazing. And that's how it started, um, with the help of some people and the inspiration of people, because I'm not, I was never a speaker, never thought I would be in the spotlight. And I'm very grateful. It's really important to recognize the people that helped you for all the people that helped me um, kickstart the class, hold my hand through it. And it was really an incredible journey. And we do it. It's almost two years. We've been doing it every single Wednesday on Zoom. That's beautiful. And you have a lot of attendees, like a lot of people come to your classes. Yeah, we have live. We've had 176 live, some weeks 135, 70, 80. But then we have people around the world now waiting for the recordings. And they do that by I send out a broadcast and they get the recording the next morning. And it's 
I mean, people are hooked. One lady told me from Brooklyn Heights that it's the Jewish CNN out there. I love it. The Jewish CNN. It's amazing. It's amazing. So people can really come to your class live. And then if they miss it, they're not able to make it live. Then you send out a recording. So either way, they're able to get the Torah that you share. Right. Okay. And I know that you have a really great story from somebody who had listened to one of your classes. Can you please share it? Yeah. I also want to just say that we have the most amazing guest speakers and I'm so grateful to everyone that comes on and God guides me every week who to ask. So we had actually Vera last week, which was incredible. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for being on our class. Thank you so much so, for inviting me. Thank you. You know, sometimes we wait till we go upstairs at 120 and we only see the effects of what we do. And I'm so grateful to Hashem, to God, for showing me some of the benefits of this class, because a lot of work goes behind the scenes. It's not it's not a paying job. I don't make any money from it, but it takes a lot of time to put it together with all the little tidbits, the flyer, the the speakers, coordinating sure. the times, uh, marketing. I became a really good marketer. Um just a lot of stuff goes into it. And we did a series on, um, we did a series on Yom Kippur last year. And it was actually a fabulous, fabulous story, how it came about. So I'll share with you how the Yom Kippur inspiration came about, who to get. Um, someone, one of the speakers' husbands was in the hospital from COVID. And I said, would you talk? And she said, you know, I just have so much on my plate right now. I said, what if I make sure your husband comes home out of the hospital? She's like, how are you going to do that? I said, I'm going to do this. So I had someone in my life who wasn't keeping Shabbat at the time. And I went over to her and I said, I need a favor from you. I need you to do something really big for me. She's like, what is it? I'm like, I need you to keep Shabbos 100%. She's like, what? I said, yes, no turning on lights no cell phones, nothing, no transportation, no going into Ubers. I need you to do this for me. I need to get someone out of the hospital. And I fully believe that you can do this. And I kind of didn't give her a choice because this wasn't about me and it wasn't about her. It was about getting this person out of the hospital. And he was very sick. And she said, okay. And after Shabbat, she said, I kept it 110%. Wow. Sure enough, the speaker called me and said, he's coming home from the hospital. I felt that her going out of her comfort zone of doing the mitzvah of keeping Shabbat really helped for a stranger. She didn't know who he was really helped. And Erev Yom Kippur, she came back from doing Kaparis, which is a ritual where you, where you swing the chickens over your head to ask for forgiveness. Uh, she's a very, very busy person. She did the class her and someone else, it was over the top amazing. After the class, I got a phone call from somebody, um, someone that's friends with my husband, his wife's friends with my husband, her, hus her husband's friends with my husband. And his wife called me and she goes, I need to talk to you. I'm so inspired. After the class, and she was crying. After the class, she told me that like after Yom Kippur, she said, I just want you to know I just went to shul for the first time since I'm married to, you know, for, to the shul. And I felt God because she got so inspired of how we brought it down and the examples and the stories. We always try to bring in a lot of inspiration and light to people's lives. 
And I literally was just like, wow, this is incredible that I got to see this in my life when I'm actually here, not, not afterlife. It was really amazing. We kept going and she kept coming on every single week. Um, and she said, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I love it. I love this. I want to, I want to kosher my home. I want to take my kids out of public school. I want to. So I said, you gotta like, just do it slow. Okay. Um, don't rush into anything, but keep coming on to the class. And she did. And we had a class on mikvah. And after the class, she called me up and she was crying again. And she goes, I think I'm going to go to mikvah. And she never went to mikvah before. Like even before she got married, she didn't wow. go to the mikvah. She's married for 14 years, has children. Wow. And mikvah wow. is the only it's, it's a, the mitzvah family purity. It's the only mitzvah that you can retract. Like if you don't do a mitzvah, if you forget to say Shema or any blessings or keep Shabbat, you can't retract it. You can go forward, but like you can't go backwards. Uh, mitzvah is the only mitzvah, the only thing that you can retract. So she retract, she went to the mitzvah. She told me she really cried a lot. And all her children reaped the benefits of going to the mikvah for all those 14 years. And I literally got the chills and I said, all right, I'm going to be doing this every single week. It doesn't matter where I am in my life. And I kept my word and it's consistent and it's great and wonderful. And it's an amazing class. We have many, many more stories from ladies who told me, Please never stop doing this class. This is so good for my neshama, for my soul. I'm not religious today, but I look forward to this every single week. And I'm like, all right, I'm in this for life, I guess. So yeah, that's that's a little tidbit about the class. That's so amazing that people can be so inspired, you know, by just sharing stories from, from each other, from each other's lives. We can inspire others. It's so amazing how we can touch each other's hearts. And the fact also I want to underscore that the fact that this this woman, you know, she never went to the mikvah before. It's not like she was a grew up religious from birth. She went to she the mikvah. Actually did, she actually did grow up religious from birth. Oh, but I'm she, sorry. She chose not to live that kind of lifestyle anymore. Like, ah. I mean, nothing. And she was happy, but she really wasn't. And now she's really searching and excited and really, really looking forward to keeping the mitzvahs. That's amazing that she came back after not doing the mitzvahs for so long and she was able to come back. So that just shows just because you have, you know, maybe you kept the mitzvahs when you were younger than you stopped. Or even if you never kept the mitzvahs when you were younger, it's never too late to start. Like it really, really is never too late to start. I think it's amazing. And it's it gives so much hope and so much encouragement to people out there because people could be thinking, oh, I never did it before. Or maybe, yeah, I did it, but it was so long ago and I haven't done it in so long. It's not going to do me any good to do it now. But it's really not true. Like the example that you just gave, it's really not true. You can start keeping the mitzvahs again or you could start keeping the mitzvahs for the first time at any point in your life. So it's really, really fantastic. Um, yeah. And you once told me that you want to be the reason that someone smiles today. And that really, really stuck with me. If we can uplift someone, even if it's just for a short amount of time, all our efforts to do that are worth it. And if we can ignite one soul to be kinder to others, to feel less pain, to know that they are loved, 
to grow closer to God, then we are living a worthwhile life. And you really inspire me and all those who tune into your classes every week. And when we share true stories of inspiration, we can touch the heart of another person and give them real strength to realize their own greatness. And that's really what our podcast is about today. It's about inspiration. It's about inspiring every person. You don't need to be somebody, you don't need to be a Rebison to inspire a person. You don't need to be a rabbi. You don't need to have a great title or many degrees. You could be just a regular ordinary person and really truly make a, a difference in the lives of others. And you have so many riveting stories of divine inspiration to, to, to share. I know that you shared a few of them. I would love to hear a few more. Sure. So I always start off my class with Sedeka charity. And I say how we give, that's how God's going to give to us. So please give generously so God can give us generously. Um, I actually experience be the reason why someone smiles myself. A girlfriend of mine and my best friend passed away. Hanabas Aaron Lee for Neshama should have the highest Aliyah up there. Amazing. I hope she's proud. Amazing. And one day I was walking down the parkway where I was living and I was really sad. And I, my head was down and this girl that I went to school with perks up and she's like, Hey, Chaya, and gave me the biggest smile. And it really changed my whole day. And I was like, wow, a smile could really do so much. And it, that story really, really stuck with me. You don't have to do a lot to be the reason why someone smiles, but like when an opportunity comes, you can just smile at someone and you don't know what they're going through that day. And that little smile did so much for me because I was really grieving my friend and it was really special. So I like to end off my class uh, Wednesday night's class with be the reason someone smiles today. And it's something that I took up on and I actually inspire others to take it on. I have a bunch of girls that have notebooks with be the reason someone smiles, my old students. It's really, really special. So I'm going to share with you uh, some stories if you'd like of examples of how I saw that the effect of being the reason someone smiles today. Yes. Um, sometimes when we have a thought that comes into our mind, it's for a reason. It's not our thoughts. God is putting thoughts into our, our mind and we have the choice to act on it or just ignore it. So I had a very, very strong feeling to send a girlfriend of mine who was out of town, living out of town, a, a breakfast brunch. So I reached out to my other friends um, and I said, would you like to be part of this? And the only reason why I did that was because when you get something from one person, it's nice. But when you get something from a couple of people, they all thought of me. That's so special. Yes. But it wasn't going well that day. It was in COVID and it was right before the holiday of Pesach and the restaurants weren't picking up their phone. And if they did, they're like, hold on a moment and put me on hold for like 20 minutes. And then once I got through, they hung up on me. So it was really frustrating. I almost let go and said, I'm not doing this. And she won't know anyways, because it's not like I told her I'm doing this. And then I'm like, no, hi, you have to try. Keep trying. Called cousins that live out of town. Are you around the area? It was Arab Pesach. Nobody was able to do anything for me. And then I'm like, hold on. There's Uber Eats. I'm going to Uber eat her food. So I put in the order, quickly made it happen and sent it with a little note. I get a, a phone call a couple hours later and she was on the other line and she was very um, moved. And she goes, I want to tell you something. Her mother has just passed away. 
And she said, my mom usually like puts money into my account. Like she was having a hard time at the time. And her dad was at the time in COVID and he was unfortunately not well. And she goes, I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids today. I didn't know where the food was going to come from. I was just going to like throw something together. And then this meal comes to my house, not just a meal, but an over the top meal. And it warmed my heart. And I was like, I was just silent on the other line. And I said, wow, imagine I didn't do it. Right. And I, I, it was such a, it was such a learning experience for me. And I said, hi, anytime you get anything in your head, act on it, make it happen because you never know who needs that pick me up that day. So that's my, that's one of the stories that happened. And I was again, lucky that I got to see how far it went. That's so beautiful. I love that. I really, really love that because you didn't know that she really, really, really needed the meal. You know, I she had was no like, idea. right. And she didn't tell you had no clue, but you did it. And you made such a difference. And I just want to underscore this. It because, was also it was also the yeah. peak of COVID. No one was going out transportation right. like it was really hard for her to go and just get food from the store. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't as simple as it is, it is today. Right. It's for sure. And you did that. And, you know, this also points out the, the fact that we don't always know who's struggling. You know, we could see somebody on the street. They could be totally fine. Hello. How are you? Just normal. But they could really, really be suffering inside. And it doesn't necessarily show on the outside. So quite often when we do a mitzvah, when we show somebody else kindness, when we do a, a good deed, to, you know, for them, it could really mean more than you originally think it, it, it would mean. You know, like you you were just sending a meal. You want to be nice. You want to reach out. You want to be friendly. But it ended up being so much more meaningful than that to the to the recipient. And that's what I want to, you know, people to understand that just because people look fine on the outside, they may not be on the inside. So just you reaching out and doing just a simple gesture. It could be sending a meal. It could be offering to pick somebody's kids up from school. If you're in the grocery store, you could pick up, you know, groceries for them or dry cleaning or run an errand for them. If you just happen to be in the area and that can mean so much more just so much more than the actual physical errand itself you know it can really show people that you care about them and that you want good for them so it's just I love that story it's amazing and you know what they say we come down to this, in this world just to do a favor for another and we don't know which favor it is 70 exactly. 80 years hopefully longer 120 and who knows if that was my favor I don't know and if we miss an opportunity we don't usually get it back someone else will take it exactly Exactly. And that's beautiful. And then this reminds me of your, I'm looking at your necklace. It's so beautiful. You have a heart necklace that you're wearing. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank I you. I know it has a special story behind that. Would you be able to share that with us, please? Sure. Okay. So uh, again, I, I like to always try to say, be the yes man. Um, I've been hosting RCCS events for many, many years. I even created a auction within an auction, got local store owners to give things. It was People loved it, came, but then COVID hit and it wasn't the time to host. And I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I don't want to be the yes man anymore. I want to take a break. It's hard. And I told my husband, I'm not doing it this year. And he goes, just do it. And I'm like, I really don't want to, but he was a little bit like, just, just try. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm not doing anything extra. So they made me a page, they made me an amount, and I sent it out. Beautiful note, and I sent it out. Sure and behold, I raised 
close to six thousand dollars amazing within within 24 hours wow and i wasn't even on my phone but saturday night one saturday night i got a bunch of messages like congrats congratulations on the win congratulations on the win and i'm like what are you talking about apparently there was a hostess gift raffle if you reach a certain amount and i entered in with hundreds of women from all around the world because so many amazing Jewish women who raise money for RCCS. RCCS is a cancer organization. No one should ever need it. Um, But for those that do, they help you with everything. And they're like, congratulations, you won a diamond heart. I said, what? Turns out I did. And here it is. And I decided I'm going to wear it whenever I can every day. To remind me, it's my mitzvah necklace. And it's also, I got a little heart, a little hug from upstairs from God to say thank you for doing something that I didn't want to do. And it was just a reminder. And now when something comes up, I try, I try to get it done. If I can, I, I'll, I'll, I won't let something pass. That's really, really special because it's a gorgeous necklace and it's so special. You. So you're welcome. It's a great reminder that if a mitzvah opportunity comes our, our way, if at all possible, we should seize it. We should grab as many mitzvah opportunities as we can because they, they do make a difference. Each and so every want, mitzvah makes a difference. So on what you're saying, just going to add to that, uh, someone, a new mom, I once reached out to her. Is there anything I can get you? And she was she had a very strict diet. So I was like, she was like a smoothie. I said, great. I meet my friend's father and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm on my way to bring some, a new mother or something. I'll, he goes, don't walk to do the mitzvah, you run for the mitzvah. And it was such a like learning experience. I'm like, all right, I'm running. Sorry, gotta go. And yeah. That's beautiful. And you know, it's so funny that you mentioned this because just today I was reading something. I was reading something somewhere and it said, you know, um, God, God says what's going to happen. God is the one who decides what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, to whom it's going to happen. And if you had the mitzvah opportunity to do something like bringing a smoothie to your friend, if you had chosen not to do that mitzvah, and if God really wanted that mitzvah to happen, he would have chosen somebody else to do it anyway. But he chose you first. And that's a very, very special thing, because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. So you might as well get the mitzvah points. You might as well be the one who's going to be the helper, that that person who shines the light in the world. I think just think it's so beautiful what you do, really. Thank you. You're welcome. I have another great story Please. you want to hear. Yes. It was actually, um, I, I guess it was my lucky, like, lucky time, but I won something in an auction. I won a wig. Um, and I was so excited. So I went, I picked up the wig, brought it home and I already had two wigs. And the probably a couple of days later, I meet someone and she's telling me how her friend is going to sell her her used wig. And something really bothered me about that, that she's going to go buy someone's used wig. So I went home and I, before I do something, I like to sleep on it. I don't like to jump on it. I like to like really think it's through that I'm really happy with what I'm doing. And I decided I'm going to give her my wig. So I, I called her up and I said, Hey, go to a local store and try on a medium cap wig. See if it fits you. If it does, I have something great for you. I didn't tell her about it. And she did. And she goes, it fits. So I called her up. I said, I'm giving you a wig that I just won. I already have two beautiful wigs. I don't need another one right now. And it will be my honor and pleasure to give it to you. 
And she was crying. How could I thank you? I said, you don't have to thank me. Just pay it forward one day to someone else. Pay it forward. Sure enough, a couple of months later, I'm invited to her son's bar mitzvah. And I'm like, you look beautiful. And she goes, it's the wig that you gave me. And she's going on and on. I'm like, don't mention it. But it was just such a beautiful feeling for me that I got to see how someone was enjoying something. Like, I didn't have to give it. Like, And I'm so happy that I did because... She's someone that wouldn't have had that opportunity. Like it's it's everyone should have new things. And I want it for a reason. I didn't really need it. And I felt very blessed that I had the opportunity to share it with her. That's so beautiful. And she was so, so grateful. And it's just so special when you do something for somebody else and they receive it because they're receiving not just the wig or not just the smoothie or the dinner. They're also receiving love and attention and comfort, you know, and sometimes and she really, and she really needed that little hug. She yes. needed that. She needed that in her life. She doesn't have it so easy. And I was like, wow, I got the opportunity to be the reason someone smiles today. Exactly. And so, so beautifully said, thank you. Thank you. I know that you have a very special story about an Uber driver. Yes. I have a couple of Uber driver stories, but I'll okay. share this one today. Okay. Okay. So I was in a borough park. And I was leaving an appointment and I get into this Uber driver. He wasn't Jewish, African-American. And I hear Hasidic melodies playing, which is called a niggin. And I said, am I dreaming? I think I'm dreaming. So a couple of minutes passed and it's still playing. And I'm like, oh, I'm really not dreaming. So I whip out my phone and I start videoing the conversation. And I said, what are you listening to? And he takes out a picture and I was very shocked. And I said, that's my rabbi. And he goes, our rabbi, it was the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And he went on to tell me, I asked him, how, how did you know about him? Like, how did you know, like to go to him? And he told me the details and he told me the following. He said, every single time I go to his resting place, it's in Queens. um, And I ask for anything. I get answered. He gives it to me. Wow. And I was blown away. And I'm like, all right, what's the message here? Chaya, you need to go to back to the OHL. You need to connect more to your rabbi who you weren't going to so often. So I was very overwhelmed by this experience. And then he started telling me how Jewish music is the way to go. It's pure. And he said that in classical music. And if it's okay, I would love to share the video with you. But before I do, he was very interested in spreading more light into the world. And it was very like, it was a very like beautiful moment. And I had a thought again. And I said, oh, I said, I want to buy you something. And I gave him some money. I said, because I don't know his address. I said, please order a book because he was very into the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And I said, please order this book, Rebbe by Telushkin. Um, it's, It's a top seller on Amazon. A couple of weeks later, he sent me a message. He goes, I got the book. And he sent me a picture of it. And it was just so cool. It was like, who am I? Like, I just had this thought. I could have not have done that. And I, I've never spoken to him again, but we don't know where he went with this. But he learned more about, I'm going to say our rabbi, because the Lubavitcher Rebbe was so good to not only the Jewish nation, but also to the non-Jews. They used to come for blessings and he was the busiest man. And if anyone didn't ever hear about him, uh, you should Google him because he's a very, very big Sadiq. And I would love everyone to get 
reap the benefits of being connected to him. And on my Torah Zoom class weekly, we have someone share a personal Rebbe story that happened to them. It's from every walk of life. And then we share a video. So this video was actually shared on my Torah class. So give me a moment. I'm going to pull it up. What are you listening to? Music. Nice. No, I love it. You know who plays it? This is my picture. Oh my god, that's my Ruby. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Our. Our. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I'm putting this. This is crazy. Oh my goodness. Could you look here for a minute? Sure. Can you tell me how you know? The, I mean, it's our Ruby. How you know him? I grew up on the block that he... Uh, okay, so what happened, I met a guy and then I asked him about like going to synagogue. He said that, why you want to go over there? I'm like, what do you mean? I want to hear the word of God. And he said that God is not for you. I'm like, what? Then I met a lady. So that's what happened, true story. And not only that, that video went viral around the world. Not that year, because I felt like that there was a message there for myself from the Rebbe, the Lubavitch Rebbe, that I should come to him. If I have anything, like we're so busy, like looking on the neck, like, you know, opening up books, going to gurus. But sometimes we have the answers within and, you know, we have to connect to our source. And that is, you know, my childhood um, and I, I went to the Ohel and I connected and, you know, when you connect to a Sadik and when you connect to God, they connect back to you. I saw that in so many ways. It's unbelievable. We just have to open up our eyes and it was just so inspiring for me. And a year later it went viral that someone actually took the video, put subtitles on it, different subtitles. And my aunt from England said, I think that's your voice. Isn't your video? And I said, yeah, it's actually me. And I couldn't believe how far it went. And it just shows that our actions have a reaction. And we can, you know, we don't get to choose what happens to us, but we get to choose how we, we how we react. And we also get to choose, like, it's our, our choice where we're going to, like, give our money for tzedakah and which mitzvot we're going to do. And we never know how we could change the world. One person can change the world. I mean, I really believe it. And if we all did one more thing to be the reason someone smiles today, the world would be a better place. And hopefully so soon we'll benefit to have Mashiach with us because we all need him Amen. so badly. Amen. I mean, thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Haya, for joining us on America's Top Rabbitsons. We really, really enjoyed your stories of inspiration and we learned so, so much. And we hope that the learning we did today will be for the Rafua Shalema, for Yaakov Davin Nassanal, Ben Sarahana, and also for Rivka Batavora. Thank you so, so much. Amazing. Thank you. And if anybody wants to get on to the weekly Torah class, please reach out to you know, you know, you know where to reach out.
Yeah, I will put it. I put in all the contact details um, in the description of the podcast. So if you want to join um, highest Torah classes, please reach out to me. My contact details will be in the in the podcast description, and I will connect you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today.